The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Monday as we take a few minutes out of our day to study the source of truth, as we've called this. Of course, the source of truth is the Word of God. We believe the Bible has the answer for all of the questions of today. And uh, as we go through this, we go verse by verse through different sections of Scripture uh, to study it and to find those. Today, we're going to continue what we finished Friday, talking about the topic of prayer from the Sermon on the Mount in the book of Matthew. We've been going through the book of Matthew in the last several episodes, specifically the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we're jumping into Matthew chapter 6. We're going to pick up in verse 7. So the first part talked a little bit about not being big about prayer, about being flashy, being more private, uh, really being an intimate communication between us and the Lord. And today we're going to jump in a little bit, a couple more things he says, and then finish with what many call the Lord's Prayer. Uh, the model prayer, whatever, we'll talk about what that looks like. So in verse number 7, Matthew says this, or Jesus says this in this passage, And when you do pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So the first thing he refutes here is this idea of vain repetitions. Now what he's talking about is repeated words over and over and over again, saying the same thing over and hoping that saying these same words and these same pre-wrote prayers will somehow do something special to move God. Um, and sometimes they think, well, my church gave it to me, my religious leader gave me these prayers, it's something that our our belief system has, and I'm just going to keep repeating those, and maybe, maybe I'll be heard. Well, he's saying, because they think that they will be heard for their many words. They say a lot of it, their repetition, but Scripture just simply says, don't do that. Uh, and again, we, we when we look at religion, we look at following Jesus and our walk with Christ, we need to be reminded that it's not a religious institution. It's not a church that tells us. Now, hopefully the church teaches Scripture, So when you go to church, the church exposes and teaches the scripture, and hopefully you'll grow from that. But please understand, the important thing is not what does the church as an institution believe, or frankly, what does the preacher or the the leader believe? What does the Bible teach? And if you're in a good church, you're going to find a church that does exactly what they do. They make the point to teach the Bible. And in this situation, that's the idea, is don't be following what they call vain. The word vain is just simply empty repetition. You think it's going to say something, but it it misses the intimacy that was talked about in the uh, verses previous. So don't use these empty, repeated terms. It doesn't do much. Um, he says in verse 8, Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask. So before we jump into the model prayer, he says, don't be like then the vain repetition going out. He goes, your father knows the things that you want, you need before you ask. And this is something I think is important for us to look at. I said this not that long ago, but I think it's bare repeating. One of the things, if we're not careful, we can do is when we come to prayer, we, for numerous reasons, but... Uh, we sometimes are afraid to be honest with God, be honest with God about the battles going on, the demons, if you want to use that term in our minds, um, the conflict that we have there, afraid to confess a certain sin. Uh, we're afraid to um, be honest about a battle we're having in a certain scenario or things that, Lord, we don't understand this. Why are you allowing this? And sometimes we're just, we, we're not as quick to be honest about those things. Now, we want, in our minds, we say to ourselves, I don't want to, you know, maybe I don't want God to know. I hope we understand in this passage, it says, as God already knows. He knows what's going on in your mind. He knows what you need. Um, he knows the battle. If we're not being honest, or I don't want to say honest, if we're not being transparent 
in our minds with God, really God already knows. We're not being transparent with ourselves. Um, and there's sometimes we're just afraid to admit it. We're, uh, we don't want to acknowledge in our lives we struggle with this, whatever it would be. Can I tell you, one of the greatest things you can do in prayer is just go to God and be honest. Go to God in transparency. God, I, I'm struggling with this. He knows this. Lord, I'm, I'm struggling with this situation with this person. I'm struggling with this battle in, te- in, in, in my mind and my in my spiritual work. I'm struggling with these things. Lord, I need your grace. Um, this is this is where we find, this is where the intimacy comes. This is where the sweet communion with God begins to grow us. Um, but if we're just trying to put on a front, we put on the spiritual front. We got to say certain words. We got to look good. We've missed what God has designed a prayer to be about. So here's what he says. In the model prayer, in this manner, therefore pray. Now, before I read and we look over the next couple of verses, I need to explain something. Most watching us probably know this, but I want us to understand something. Um, there are many who believe that this prayer is worded a little differently in different gospels, but the same general premise, that this prayer is written for us to repeat. So the idea is that, okay, I just got to say these words in this gospel. Okay, you got the Lord's Prayer. If I just keep repeating the Lord's Prayer. Now, let me just tell you why, from the biblical position, why I think that that doesn't make sense. He just got done two verses earlier saying, don't just repeat things. So then why would he give us a list of words just to repeat? Vain repetition. Now, okay, you can't call scripture empty, but just repeating the same thing over and over again counterdicts what he said just two verses earlier. So we have to make sure that we look at things, look at it in context. What You can't just take four verses out and say, forget what the rest of it says. Please remember, the verses were added by preachers after Jesus put them in there. This is all a continual message, and you need to have it in context. And in context, it was, don't just repeat things. So the premise here is not to say, I need to repeat these, these, these several verses. He's got things in him. So here's what the question is. What should be part of my prayer? What are some things that should consist in my prayer? So he starts off in verse 9 in this manner. Therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So he starts off with the position of God, our Father. You know, we, we could spend and we most of our time right there. Please understand that the premise of prayer is we're not going to a supernatural being. While he is supernatural, it's not just a supernatural, super powerful being. It's way distant from us. It doesn't really care. He starts off the idea that we go to our Father. Now, depending on your background, that thought carries with it different opinions and different struggles. It might be one of the greatest, in my situation, it's like that, one of the most greatest and comforting thoughts to know that when I go in prayer, I go to my Father. I'm going to someone who loves me, who knows me, who accepts me and cares. He knows my strengths. He knows my weaknesses. He knows my failures, and yet he still loves me. And when I recognize that who who God is, then I can go in comfort because I don't go striving to hide things or fake things. I go in, in comfort. For those who maybe didn't have a great father growing up, a uh, bad home situation, whatever, you look at that and say, man, I, I don't feel comfortable with that premise. Now, please understand, um, the premise here is a true, loving, gracious, long-suffering God. A father, all right? A father who knows you, a father who loves you, who is long-suffering, who is offering grace, is not looking for you just to act a certain way, but wants to connect with you on the heart level. That is something that's important for us to understand. When you get that, then you come to prayer in a very different perspective. If he's just a religious super being above us that we hope doesn't strike us down, then we have a wrong view on, on the idea of prayer. You know, the Hebrew word, one of the Hebrew words for God is Abba. It literally means father. Now, I don't, I'm not a fan of you. You know, people, some people, 
push the idea of the word daddy, and that's close. That's really the premise. It's what we would say today. I'll be honest, when my kids were growing up, and a little over that now, but my kids were growing up, and that sweet young voice using the term daddy, it was, it was to me, it was, it was just emotional. It's what a great connection, and that's the premise that just looks at, that this father. Now, he's also a father who is a leader. He's not just the compassionate one to hear us. He's a leader. Uh, he wants to guide us. He wants to protect us. He wants to provide for us. Think about all the different things that comes in the idea of starting off the prayer with reminding of who we're going to, an almighty father. All right? Then he says in the rest of that verse, hallowed be your name. He's talking about our the person, but he's also talking about our worship. So we go to him, and while he is our father, we worship him. Uh, I'm going to ask the question often. It's a good question. The idea is some people talk about being fearful of God. I hope we understand that this is not a afraid of God. He's going to strike us down thing. Some people, I don't think it's the greatest way to put it. Some people use the term respect, um, and that's close to it, reverence and respect. There is this fear. God is all-powerful. God is the almighty God. But when we get to know this almighty God, we realize that there's not this fear of a, fr- a fright. Um, there is this respect. We, we recognize his power. We recognize who he is, but we also recognize this connection with us. And so there's a, a respect that brings with it a desire to want to please him. He loves us no matter what, but desire to please him, desire to obey him, the desire to worship him when we recognize his sovereignty and who he is. And by the way, if we don't have someone powerful enough to fear, can he overcome our great, our weaknesses? Can he overcome the battles that we face today? We need a powerful God, and that's who we want to be able to follow. You know, when I was growing up, I loved my dad, but when there were days that I messed up, I was a little afraid to see him. I didn't want to disappoint him. Um, I didn't want him to come in and, and, and punish or whatever it was. That's the premise there, but when, I'm, when, when we got along great, I couldn't wait to see him. That's the premise behind that, and so we won't go further due to, and we try to stay within so many minutes, but think about that. When we think about who God God is as a father and what that means when we go in prayer. You know, it's easier to worship God when we just recognize who he is and appreciate his love for us and how that will it will just help mold your prayer life. Well, we'll pick up on this tomorrow as we continue through what is called the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer, and what should be part of our prayer life. We appreciate the time you've given us. Hope you have a great rest of your day and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.